0: Blade Podcast. This is episode 25. Appreciate you finding a way to listen. Hope you're doing good. put you on the hot seat okay sports edition um and these are this is just kind of we're just going to kind of run the gamut here uh but i'm just going to jump right in and talk about one of our favorite players to at least talk about uh in baseball and i can't believe he's still playing mr Pooh holes
1: Pooh holes
0: Pooh holes and actually just a tidbit of information before we get into the first question (laughs) I didn't even, I, I kind of like erased from my memory his Angels, how long he was with the Angels. I mean, he, he ended up being there quite a, quite a long time. After, longer,
1: than the, longer than the Cardinals?
0: Yeah, than the first run. I mean, he's obviously back on the Cardinals now, somehow still running around the bases. I don't know if you've seen any footage of him doing that. He shouldn't be.
1: Well, I mean, it'd be like you or I running around the bases. because yeah, except we have
0: less, less of a gut. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, how many championships has Pujols won?
1: Um two.
0: You're right. Two.
1: Uh-huh. Two thousand. Oh gosh. Uh Those, both of the see?
0: cards are right. Yeah, both of the cards. I mean it's amazing actually with some of the talent on the angels, like the tr- like Trout and him, that they they didn't win one, but they were pretty bad. They kind of stacked that team. It never worked out. I guess that's why Sosa got fired. But
1: It doesn't work out. It never works out to, to pay these astronomical. I mean, the Yankees well, will pay anybody. Yeah, and everybody
0: yeah. to, Give you a 10-year deal that you know you're not going to play six years of. Okay. How old is Albert?
1: Um, I, I believe he's 42.
0: Correct. 42. He's your age. He's our age. He,
1: He's our age. Yeah. The answer to life, the universe, and everything.
0: Yeah. He literally is our age. It literally is like us riding around the bases. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, leading right into this obvious question, how many Super Bowls have the Bills been to? Well,
1: just four, right? Yes. Okay.
0: Okay. Which four?
1: What years? Yeah. Do you know? I do. I, I mean, I know the year. you ever talking about the seasons or the actual. Yeah, this year? is like
0: a bonus follow-up, so this doesn't count. But yeah, you could just go years.
1: I go the, the actual year was the first one was 1991 because it was during the Gulf War. Yeah. Uh, the second one was, and that was when they lost to the Giants uh, when S- Scott Norwood shanked the uh, the potential game winner, and then, first 92, they lost to the Redskins. Um, Mark Rippon I think Mark Rippon was the MVP I don't I know right. um, he had Gary it Gary Clark and uh, Art Monk it was an, a nice team um, uh, and then uh, 93 and 94 of course you know, the Cowboys
0: four straight years
1: yeah four straight years and Thermos Tom- Therm- Thermos Thermos <laughs> Thermos <laughs> Uh, thermos Thurman, crapped the bed and uh don't panic. And... Don't not panic.
0: <laughs> that has nothing to do with Thurman Thomas. But... No, that was Sam Adams, yeah. former Aggie. Uh,
1: <laughs> okay,
0: but... well, well, you're three for three right now. I I know that that's uh we know that and we remember that stat, but that's pretty remarkable to this day to go to four straight Super Bowls and lose them all,
1: or just to go to four straight Super Bowls. Period.
0: Yeah, you know, as a lose. franchise, especially in Buffalo
1: yeah yeah they're they were kind of like the spurs except losers
0: <laughs> yeah except losers um okay well that man you you segued perfectly there without even knowing it how many rings could tim duncan have i'm not gonna say should because you know i mean it who's to who's to test fate but how many could he have pretty easily
1: um yeah Yeah. pretty easily uh yeah, if you take away if you take away Dirk Fisher's miracle shot, if you take away Manu's foul on Dirk.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And if you take away Ray Allen's shot, that's three more. So that's that's eight rings.
0: Potentially eight. I would say out of those three, the most like you know, the most logical is that Ray Allen doesn't get that shot off. But then you think about it, I mean, that shot by Fisher, I don't even know if it really should have counted.
1: It shouldn't have, but uh, the Ray Allen shot. Remember, Tim Duncan wasn't in the game because right. uh, they uh, LeBron bricked uh, his three point attempt and uh, Bosch got the rebound, and they found Ray Allen. Well, we 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 all watched
0: it. That was less than a second, also, right?
1: No, there was there was more there was more time in that one, uh, but. That tied the game, hmm. and that would have been uh, I mean, it was under best... a
0: minute though, right?
1: It was uh, oh, yeah, I mean, it was I, I can't remember, yeah, it was a few, a was... few seconds, yeah, three or four but, seconds, yeah. Um, but the Fisher, if the Fisher shot hadn't gone down, I don't know, we would have gone on to play Minnesota, we would have beaten Minnesota, even though we wouldn't have had to home court. We would have had home court against the Pistons, but the Pistons um, made pretty quick work of the Lakers. Yeah, so
0: that was remember that one. Well, anyway, interesting to think about, and then the Manu foul. Obviously, I remember remember that seeing it with my own eyes, watching TV. Remember right where I was at the bar on Sixth Street.
1: Right, but Manu um, made the three, the possession before, so you know it's yeah. Go easy on Manu. Oh,
0: I I always have, always have. I love him.
1: He's Cameron's all-time favorite Spur.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's funny. Okay. Uh, What NBA team has the most titles?
1: Uh, Lakers? Yes. That's not wrong.
0: That's not wrong. That is correct. They share the lead with another team and not a surprising team.
1: The Celtics? Yep. Okay.
0: 17 each.
1: Okay, I mean, I don't, I don't count probably their first 10.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Actually, no. I mean, the Lakers are more legit than the Celtics because they had the Showtime Lakers won.
0: In modern era, it's more more Five titles,
1: era. and then the, the Kobe Lakers won five.
0: Again, so you're so, talking like when Sam or or Liam couldn't dominate. Exactly. <laughs> like put them on a team and they could run pretty well with these guys.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you or I could have averaged 10 and 10, uh, back in the Bob Cousy era. I feel pretty. I, feel confident.
0: God, I do too. I feel like our, uh, our, uh, our men's team in Brian could have gone pretty, had a pretty deep run.
1: Gas could have won, uh, <laughs> seven straight titles. I believe. Yeah.
0: At least some city league titles. Yeah. Um, and back then, back then city league was a big deal. It was. Okay, final final question, Ben. What NFL team has the most Super Bowls? <sighs> Would you like to use a lifeline? <laughs> Just kidding.
1: Um, is it the Steelers?
0: Um, yeah, it's another trick question. You're correct. And they share the title also with oh,
1: Cowboys. Tom's,
0: no, Tom's. Steelers, oh, the, Tom's
1: uh, Pats. The Pats. I'm sorry yeah that's embarrassing
0: no you got i mean you got you got it right in my opinion you got Steelers. so okay yeah that's it six each well my so so to me you got six out of six ben that's pretty
1: that was a scorching hot seat that was a that was a long hot seat session it was
0: long it was all over the place and it's been a while
1: it's been a while it's been a while sports opinions bomb i wanted to drop just right out of the gate and um you know it's it's something that i I know we both feel strongly about something 49 years in the making there was a landmark event yesterday dating not yesterday last week dating back to 1973 which is of course i'm referring to when the spurs moved to san antonio
0: oh okay
1: um in their 49 year history in the city they've never owned three first round picks to my knowledge i, I yeah. didn't even look that up but i uh um i I've, i'm i'm personally very excited about the future of the spurs i don't know about you and of course there's a big big yeah, give, me the news. Give, me
0: the, give me the news that you're talking
1: about well that, that was the new i mean that was my tease obviously i was yeah you know, making a joke but uh the yeah, so the, the news is of course the Spurs um have parted ways with their all-star. Really, he was an all-star alternate, but our all-star nonetheless point guard Gente Murray. Gente
0: Murray. Um, yeah, averaged 21 and a half points a game last season. What'd he make? Second defensive all in all NBA team?
1: I don't know, but he led the league in steals. He had he, he went for about 21 9 and made an all-star eight. game. I don't know. Yeah. So he's a nice player. Um, Clearly our best player, but, you know, it's not not a foundational type player. I never thought why. I I know. I mean, I I can tell you
0: clearly they have a plan now and you're after. I don't I don't know the source or where all three of those picks from Atlanta come from. They can't be all of Atlanta's They have to be collected by them. Right.
1: Well, it's uh, yeah, two of their future picks. I can't remember the years exactly. No, twenty-three is uh, Charlotte's pick, top sixteen protected. Um, so we're we're cheering for Charlotte to improve this year enough to move up to the seventeenth pick, so we get their pick. Uh, I believe if they
0: don't. We don't get their pick.
1: Well, we'll eventually get something because the subsequent years it's only top fourteen protected. And then after that, um I don't know what it is, but
0: had you had you paid much attention to the offer that new york had apparently made early in the in the day
1: sorry New york had what
0: so apparently New York made an you know we were in going back and forth with Atlanta and new york um and Minnesota today with mm-hmm. Murray. And what I was reading right before that Atlanta dropped was like that. We were basically about to announce the trade with the Knicks and that we were getting two of their first round picks from next season, along with somebody else's third round. I mean, first round pick and then also non protected picks the next two years. So maybe that was, maybe they rescinded that offer. That was never a real. It seemed a lot better than what we got from Atlanta.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm okay with whatever we got because more importantly than the picks, um, because you can't forecast when these picks will be. You don't know who, how well a team will perform. Right. Um, Obviously the the Pelicans did well by uh, dumping Davis on the Lakers. Um, You know, no one ever dreamed the Lakers with Anthony Davis and LeBron would be (laughs) in the lottery. But um, I don't know if we'll get so lucky. But uh, I will say the most important thing is that we moved on from a guy who probably wasn't going to be worth what he would demand in two years. Yeah, for sure, especially
0: it's, with what you're seeing, like Brunson getting from the Knicks.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'd be treading water for another two years. Um, we'd win 35, 36 games a year, get make the play-in game every year, kind of like we've done the last two years. Um, we're not getting anywhere, and so we just need to suck for a couple of years and improve our, our own uh, draft position, regardless of what these picks we're getting from other teams are. And the only way to do that is just to offload talent and um, start building around these teenagers, these uh, primos. Uh, you know, of course, Keldon Johnson's still in his rookie deal. He's a good player. We yeah We'll, we'll keep him around. Um, Lonnie Walker, we'll probably let him walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, the cell, we have a lot of nice young players who will get, uh, some good reps. I think yeah, we're going to get
0: our own. We'll probably get our own lottery pick next year.
1: Probably. And I mean, we may just burn the shit down now that uh, we've moved Murray. Cause I mean, pertle he has one year left. He's not going to be around um, probably for the rebuild. I liked, our um, dra-
0: I liked our draft.
1: I I really liked our draft a lot. Um, three more nineteen-year-olds. Um, yeah, we got a lit-
0: kid from Ohio State, kid from Baylor. What's the other? What's the third?
1: Notre Dame, the, uh, the another guard. Okay. We love our guards.
0: <clears throat> we do.
1: But I I feel really good about our direction uh the other guy we could move is josh richardson i think he has one year left in his deal he's there's no reason for him to stick around um gallinari i, I haven't heard the latest but um i know his contract is only partially guaranteed we can cut him and um we'll only <laughs> own like five million
0: what do you uh, uh... What do you think uh this is just a random basketball question before we move on but what do you think how do you think the the playoffs would have been different this year with a healthy Kawhi? Kawhi. Um did the, did they have it enough to have disrupted uh I mean, the Warriors run?
1: No, I mean they didn't even <laughs> Yeah, for As far as I'm concerned
0: that he ended up kind of in the situation that he is now where he's kind of on a subpar, uh, LA team. And I don't know how long his deal is with them, but.
1: Well, he just re-upped last year. Right. But he's, you know, he's, he's kind of jumped the shark. So I don't know if you're, if you can't make it through the playoffs, I mean, how many times has he made it actually made it through the playoffs healthy 2017, he got hurt. Um, 2018 he didn't play, 2019 he uh, he won the finals MVP. Yeah. 2020 I don't even remember. 21 he got hurt. Uh, 22 he missed the whole season. So yeah, uh, I mean, it- you know, I I don't to me, I mean, sure, if 2019 Kawhi had been there, but I don't know. I I'm not. I Paul George and uh, Kawhi are kind of
0: and then even have doc anymore as their
1: coach. Yeah, I mean, Ty Lue, I mean, is, is that does that get anybody excited? All I know is I want Quinn Snyder to be our next coach. I
0: was thinking the same thing.
1: Whether Pop, whether
0: we're talking about the Spurs or the Aggies. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Well,
1: I'm talking about the Spurs and the, uh, you know, Pop I don't think he's stepping away. Just yet, but maybe he's keeping the seat warm for Snyder. I don't know, because there were already rumors before he even stepped down as the jazz coach that he, he yeah. could uh he could succeed pop. I don't know why. I don't know why he wanted to leave the jazz. Um I don't know the the whole history. Yeah, I don't care. Close, but
0: it seemed like they were getting closer anyway with him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Talking about the things we like to do Oh, that's right oh, Talking about the things we like to do Let's go ahead and jump into to something that we're uh, I don't know how if you've read any of it or if you want me to just talk about it, but
1: I want you to talk about it because I'm still struggling to finish Streets of Laredo, so my apologies.
0: Well, that's okay because we'll just do this more as an introduction uh, okay. to our, to our newest book uh, to in our book club, uh, which I mailed to you, and you'll I got be it. yeah you'll be reading, uh, and it's called the Cloudbuster Nine, and it's a great it's a fantastic read. It's uh, the book opens. Uh, in 1943, uh, the world is already at war, um, and it's actually written by uh, the daughter of the ball boy from the the team, the Cloudbusters. The Cloudbusters were a collection of uh, professional baseball players who uh, were in fighter school at five, uh, specifically at Chapel Hill, UNC, um, and led by none other than Ted Williams.
1: Back when athletes were truly
0: heroes, truly heroes, yeah, um, yeah. And actually, I was listening to a stat today that kind of was uh, just some fodder alongside this book. Uh, at the time of the draft for uh, World War II, um, over five thousand minor league players across the U.S. were drafted, and over five hundred MLB players. So basically, kind of you know decimated both the minor leagues and the major leagues, there were still some obviously older players or players left behind. So this story, this book starts with this team, the Cloudbusters playing at Yankee stadium against uh, a collection of some of the Yankees and some of the Indians. And it's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, that's very interesting. And, um, you know, it's impossible to imagine anything like that today. And um, you know everything you hear about these doomsday predictions, and um, you know the the new red scare with Russia and Ukraine, and the you know the imminent cold war. I, you know, we we really have no idea what it's like to be to be truly fearful for the apocalypse. And yeah, to be, yeah. so, and I mean, I don't know if in our society, if we could ever, if you could ever inspire um, collectively the American population to rally the way they did 80 years ago, um, Right. Because obviously,
0: a lot less people,
1: smaller world. It was a smaller world, but, um, you know, our, that our livelihoods were uh, threatened in earnest. And, you know, people were really were fearful enough to, uh, you know, not only just uh, sacrifice their lives, but to sacrifice their comforts and... You know, there's conveniences that they would take for they would otherwise take for granted, and I just don't think our culture is capable of doing that. Um, really, I mean, almost more so the latter than the former. Um, you know, we're we're too soft to really uh, understand. You know, what it means to to fight for something we believe in. Protests are the new yeah. yeah. Um, I, I mean. That's what we do now. Is you know we 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 post bold statements on social media, and you know we go hold up a sign at the at the Capitol. Um, but no, I mean you couldn't. For for you know if people were serious about global warming, um, do you believe people would really sacrifice their their iPhones, their air conditioning? No. Their transportation.
0: Most people can't uh, live without their air conditioning. So no,
1: no, <laughs> no. I mean, we didn't have it a hundred years ago or you know, less than a hundred years ago.
0: Yeah. And, and, and obviously, it, you know, uh, 80 years ago, 75 years ago, life was a lot simpler too. You know, you had, uh, you had a lot less distracting you and a lot less going on. And when your country half, you know, not half your country, but half your boys are at war, more than half, you know, it's uh, that was that was an incredible time. And these, you know, imagine these professional athletes going from playing a professional game to checking in to find out, you know, they're either going to the Navy for flight school. They're going to the Air Force for flight school. They're getting put on a ship and sent, you know.
1: Yeah. And then they were playing a game and they were making 40 million dollars a year either.
0: Yeah, no doubt.
1: Yeah. And I don't know that it it was better then. I just think he was more interesting, you know. because like no one wants to read a book about Mike Trout and um, uh, who <laughs> holds, <laughs> yeah, the you know the the Angels, you know, the two hundred million dollar payroll that never won a a, a pennant. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. it's just it's just it's it's uninteresting. Um, privilege is not interesting. Suffering is interesting that's why I like the the Lonesome Dove books so much yeah. because it's about like the uh, the epitome of human suffering and um the just, human
0: the human spirit too
1: the human spirit and then just the randomness of tragedy <laughs>
0: yeah 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 well I was gonna read you something from uh chapter two of uh the book that we're reading uh which, do uh, which I'll finish the title. It's cloudbuster nine, the untold story of Ted Williams and the baseball team that helped win world war II. Uh, on January 15th, 1942, president Roosevelt penned his famous green light letter, keeping major league baseball alive for the sake of the nation. Roosevelt had been a mildly talented outfielder at the Groton school where he managed his baseball team. He played recreational baseball at Harvard. And of course he and his wife, Eleanor loved nothing better than sitting in the sun munching on peanuts at games. The Roosevelt could scarcely throw out the first pitch from the sands of the Washington Griffith Stadium. He pushed for games to be scheduled in the evenings so factory workers could attend after their shifts. He rallied to raise dollars for the bat and ball fund, supplying equipment for troops to play baseball on battleships, carriers, and camps behind barbed wire fences in Europe. I didn't know any of that.
1: Neither did I. And again, I mean it's it just it gives you chills. Um, just how how people lived, and just the people lived with such gratitude, and um,
0: and uh, sac. I mean, ha- had to live with sa- so much more
1: sacrifice. You know, right? Yeah. And I mean, it's like every sip of every sip of nectar. <laughs> It tasted that much sweeter yeah let's say sweet tea but i mean you you can just only imagine how much they appreciated uh, the smaller things in life that we we trivialized and yes um that we trivialize
0: uh, and take for granted granted
1: yeah and um what was I thinking about today? oh yeah, today it's like there it's it's such an information overload. I'm not talking about like the news cycle, but like uh peewee teams you know there's a group me uh group for every event, every sports team, every activity, and it's like. So there's just like this constant communication, and you know it's it's great because it's easy to you, know, you can accomplish so much. But at the same time, you just miss the simplicity of, you know, okay, you go to practice once or twice a week, and the coach just gathers the parents yeah. for five minutes at the end of practice and gives them, you know, either hands them a whatever a form, or he just gives them an information dump. And, and then you go back to your life and you're not consumed by all these group me texts and you're trying to keep track of, um, you know, you need to keep a spreadsheet of um, everything that you need to remember for the next practice or, you know, you have a deadline to order a t-shirt and I, you know, I just got a text about, you know, what the sock size is for the kids and it's like, man, I just, I, you do kind of long for simpler times. That's why I'm really just... bad at ordering pictures.
0: Cause it's like, on top of all that, I got to remember to pay you $39 for one picture. Yeah. I'm going to get plenty of pictures.
1: No, I, I yeah, you don't, you don't need to order pictures anymore. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a scam. They're keeping it alive. More yeah, positive. those are,
0: those are, those are from simpler times.
1: <laughs> they are from simpler times. The, does Olin Mills still exist?
0: I was wondering that just as you said that, hold little rabbit back here while everybody smiles. Yeah. Well, I was curious how much you know about Ted Williams and his baseball career.
1: Um, not nearly as much as uh, Brendan's dad, but. Um,
0: yeah, I'm sure, right?
1: History is History
0: is Make it That's why I like history, because it is so At least it is me, that's what I played, uh, played his entire 19-year career with the Red Sox, although he started in the Padres organization. The Padres, and, huh? Yeah, he stood out in the minor leagues his first year, and uh, the, the Red Sox were hard after him.
1: Were the Padres in San were, were the Padres in San Diego back then?
0: I believe so, but they weren't a professional team. they were a minor league they were not in the MLB. Be
1: hmm. interested um, to, to hear the history behind the name.
0: Yeah, I know right especially yeah, at that, yeah, especially yeah, at that time
1: Etymology of the etymologies
0: well he uh, Ted Williams is the last player to hit uh, to finish a season above 400.
1: Wow. We so it were looking it's been close been. a few years ago. It was like some rando. Not some, Josh Hamilton, uh, it, I don't know. No, I was thinking it was uh, the guy in the Rockies. Kim oh, Caminetti
0: it. Jr.? Just kidding. Tula Whiskey? No.
1: Yeah, he was in the 90s. It was... Uh, huh.
0: Well, Ted Williams went by nicknames such as Teddy Ballgame, The Kid, The Splendid Splinter, The Thumper. <laughs> He's a 19-time All-Star. Won the uh, MVP twice, uh, six time batting champion, two time Triple Crown winner. He finished his playing career with a 344 batting average, which is pretty incredible.
1: That's sick. I don't care what era you play in.
0: Yeah, that's pretty, that's, that says a lot. 482 on base percentage, which is the highest of all time. Was it
1: Andres Galarraga? <laughs>
0: that Andres. rings a bell.
1: I feel like he had one freak year where, he hit close to four hundred. Hey, let's talk about science.
0: We all love science and news. Oh, news! Well, I, I don't want to keep you waiting any longer before we talk about Ted Williams' head.
1: It had it has to be talked about.
0: It does. It has to be talked about. I mean, it wasn't necessarily his decision to have a frozen head uh, and a frozen body, uh, but I think he got talked into it at the end of his life. It's not what he wanted in his will, but it's what ended up happening to him.
1: Is his head still frozen?
0: Yeah. And I'll just fill you in, Ben. Uh, There are over 250 cryogenically frozen people in the U.S. right now. That's Uh, it?
1: 250? I think so. Okay. Is think- Walt Disney still one of them?
0: Yeah, he is. Okay. I think there are thousands more that are signed up. Um, and there's four f- facilities in the world uh, where you can be stored. Uh, you know, the more I read into it, I kind of thought, why not? You know, what if you woke up one day in some scientific lab somewhere, possibly even on another planet? And like, hey, man. hey, man, you're awake. Uh, but anyway, so these... Uh, <laughs>
1: Would you be the same person?
0: Well, I think you would, uh, based on the science behind this idea. Now, the idea is still, I mean, everybody knows it's doing this. The technology is not there to do it yet. Everybody's of assuming. Course. I mean, of course. Um, but so Ted Williams died in 2002. Um, and as soon as he died, his, his body was taken to a facility in Scottsdale, uh not everybody has their head separated from their body that was kind of like the early on procedures that they did uh but anyway his head was was preserved separately now there have been a couple books written about employees that have worked at this facility and there is a story a new tell-all um about a time when they were transferring ted williams head um they keep all the head on little heads on little uh metal yeah little metal pedestals And they needed to get that pedestal off to move it. It wouldn't fit in the container, but it was frozen. It was frozen to his head.
1: I want a job like that.
0: (laughs) Well, anyway, they couldn't get the frozen pedestal off, so they had to use a wrench. And they missed at one point and hit Ted Williams' nose and chipped a little piece off. So when he comes back to, he's not going to be nearly as handsome.
1: No, I mean, I I don't think he had any shot at being handsome, but... uh, (laughs) Now he, you know, he'll require even more plastic surgery, I guess. Yeah. And his head,
0: his head has been, his body's been moved like four what's, times.
1: What's the science behind decapitation? I mean, why, why remove the head? Because if they wake up.
0: Yeah. They I, guess, have any... I guess the idea was that at that point, like they were just uh, going to use the electrodes from the neck and, and yeah, I don't know the, this maybe Darth Vader body. Okay. Or maybe that maybe they figure if the science is there to revive you, we can darn sure put your head back on your body with
1: well, not, you know. probably that's probably so. I mean, they'll have yeah. brain transplants by then, and,
0: and also at his, you know, in when he died in the early two thousands, turtlenecks were popular, so they just put one of those on him.
1: They were, and then they'll have robot bodies, of course. Yeah,
0: um, I mean, he won't he won't need his old decrepit body anymore.
1: No probably live forever. All you need is your brain. So that's, that's a good point. Wouldn't that be great you wouldn't have to, uh, would you need to eat? Would you need to relieve yourself? That'd be kind of nice. That's kind of like going to heaven.
0: Yeah. Except peeing is enjoyable sometimes.
1: Sometimes it is, but a lot of times, um, it's really inconvenient.
0: Yeah. And usually you end up having to wait too long to go and, yeah, you know, you're doing something for your kids and, you're driving two hours to something and you don't pee for six.
1: Yeah, you're like, uh, well, I have to pee, but you know, maybe we can just make it 30 more minutes. You're like, oh, I've gone <laughs> this far. Maybe just another hour. And like, well, you know, we're just an hour and a half from the yeah, house. Yeah. to so yeah. well get home. Get all the way. Um, and you're kind of torturing yourself, but um just all Yeah, it's like slow
0: it. torture. You don't even realize you're doing it
1: for the sake of saving 10 minutes <laughs> or or a couple. Yeah. Well,
0: how's the weather been there? I know it's been it's been hot as hell here.
1: Yeah, hot and humid.
0: It is summertime.
1: We got a few raindrops, but you know, we're in we're it's it's pretty major drought for for Houston. You know, we we're kind of a tropical or humid subtropical climate and we just haven't gotten much rain, so uh, yeah. it's been hot hot and dry, unusually dry.
0: Well, my, my uh, title for this topic was, why is it so hot?
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: Well, I, read a, a, I started writing a song last night, and my opening lyric is, hey, there's a gecko on my window. That's not the opening lyric. The opening lyric is, there's a garden. Yeah, there's a garden of Eden in heaven and a garden of Eden in hell. But I don't think I say Eden. I'd have to revisit how I wrote it.
1: And a garden of Adam and heaven and a garden of Eve and hell.
0: <laughs> and it's in the subtropics the plants do so well. And then I, I, don't, I hadn't read much more.
1: <laughs> I God, that, that's so poetic. Yeah. Uh, I like evening. you know, I, I, can, I can deal with hot and humid if it's somehow pleasant like in Costa Rica.
0: Yeah, or even at the beach. I mean, if you're just if you got the ocean to look at and you can go jump in, well, it's the, different.
1: It is different, but the thing about like Costa Rica is it's it's so humid that, you know, it'll be kind of temperate, but you'll be sweating through your shirt and not even feel hot. You'll just be wet. It's humid, you just be humid,
0: wet. moist.
1: And then um you Know it rains for like two hours every afternoon, at least in the raining, rainy season. That's what Colorado was. Yeah, that's see, that's I just wish that's the thing about Texas that I hate. I wish we just had consistent weather, predictable weather. Um, I feel like every other part of the world has it, but we don't. And uh,
0: well, it also, uh, we're in a La Nina pattern right now, so it's naturally going to be a very hot summer, yeah. It was an early, early hot June here.
1: My goodness. Yeah.
0: My goodness. Well, I do want to talk to you a little bit about just because we sort of made fun of it. And I love it lately. I love that. I've loved it probably the last five years with uh, when we get into playoff season. But I want to talk a little college baseball with you.
1: Spots sports opinions. Okay,
0: um, and for many reasons, uh, but right off the bat, I'll just say congratulations to our SEC brethren, Ole Miss, for winning the Natty.
1: Yeah, they, they they surprised me. I I thought they were. I think I made a comment about them. They were like fifth in the SEC West.
0: Yeah, and I was wondering, like maybe they had some players come back because I believe they had a losing record uh, yeah. in the season in the SEC. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was like, well, how do they have better odds to win the whole thing? So, obviously, Vegas yeah, knew yeah. What, they were, what they were doing, but they didn't know what they were talking about with Texas. Nope. We kicked Texas' ass for the second time in the year. We
0: did, and if you think about it, not only were all those teams from the SEC in there, including Arkansas and us, you had OU, future SEC member. you had Texas, future SEC member. Auburn auburn uh oh you beat us twice in the uh once we got to omaha but i wanted to bring up a subject that i find curious in college baseball and specifically i'm going to harken back to unt like i always do but do you realize that unt doesn't have a baseball team college baseball team
1: no i had no idea i i've always always wanted to see unt play baseball
0: oh why wouldn't you why wouldn't I? Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to take in a you know, a game on the edge of DFW? All the athletes to choose from in the world, sit there with your family and see UNT play baseball. You, what, okay. ne-
1: what, what's their athletic director's
0: name? Wren Baker. He's our age.
1: Okay. Wren. Ren Baker, I'm going to write you a letter and I'm going to save letters and write it shorthand. I'm just going to tell you this. I'm just going to write one sentence. ren we want to see unt play baseball now i'll sign your petition please do
0: okay well it's a uh, it's not a memo it's a petition
1: okay it's it's a mission okay. statement
0: yeah so okay so not only does unt not have a baseball team smu doesn't have a baseball team i was iowa state doesn't have a baseball team the University of Colorado and Boulder doesn't have a baseball team.
1: I feel like we could, we could really start. I think we could start baseball teams. I
0: do too. Yeah, I guess. So the deal is, is that, you know, the problem with baseball is that all these players go to the minor leagues. You know, they sign big contracts coming out of high school with a major league team.
1: Well, you know, some of them do, but the but best l- yeah,
0: them- well, I think it's, I think it's changing personally, but I don't know why I say that, but I just think that's pretty remarkable, especially at like UNT and SMU in and in a market like Dallas, where you look at A&M's roster, it's like all kids from Argyle, uh, Dallas, Plano, Richardson. You know, it's just like, it seems to me that they're missing out on something, but it's also college baseball that does not bring a, not, a lot of revenue compared to the other sports. And then there's Title IX where you have to have as many women's sports. Well,
1: sure. But the other thing... I find interesting. It is so difficult to find any information, even on the internet about college baseball. You go to UNT, you go to ESPN. Nowhere. And you have to look at other sports. And, you drill and it's not around. even there. You have to scroll past the English league. Yeah, the English league. And then you find, okay, there's college baseball. I say, okay, here's scores. Okay, I want to click on AM to see their roster. No, there's no page. There's no page for AM. I say, what are the rankings? I want to see the rankings. There's no rankings. Um, it says a is number five. Okay, I want to see the list of teams to see who's number one, two, three, and four. Yeah. It doesn't exist. Or I want to
0: yeah. go. I want to go. I'm, I. It's just as exciting to me, uh, not as exciting yet. But the you know the elite eight, the sweet sixteen, and basketball. I want to go yeah. see the. I want to go see the bracket for baseball. You cannot find it anywhere. Unless you go to well, D1 Sports,
1: yeah, you can find. You have to Google it, right? You're not going to find it on, you know, your ESPN or your CBS Sports app. It's you got you have to really dig for it. And um,
0: well, I don't like it because I love college baseball now. I'm a big fan, and plus, I like these because these kids are closer to our age, and I can get more into this now than I. I just cannot get into MLB. The
1: kids are close to our age. Our kids' age. Our kids' age. Yeah, they're not. They're not close at all. They're half our age. <laughs> yeah, no, they're sorry. They're not close to our age. <laughs> My gosh, yeah. I, I, I just saw Katie had um, saved the date for her 20 year anniversary. Not anniversary. Her 20 year high school reunion. And I'm like, 20 years. That that doesn't sound like that long. Oh, no. I, I remember thinking. It's like once you pass the twenty-year reunion and then you turn forty, it's like high school just seems like an eternity ago.
0: Yeah, it, it really twenty does.
1: years doesn't sound that long. Like if I see if you told me if I if you told me I graduated twenty years ago, you know, but that's all. Yeah, obviously it's not because we graduated twenty-four years ago.
0: Yeah, almost as many as this uh, podcast episode. Yeah, almost, almost as many
1: years there. as this podcast is episodes.
0: Well. I don't know how much uh you love Wheel of Fortune. A lot. Or how, or how much you had it on in your house growing up. But for me, was, I felt First like time. it was on every evening.
1: It was on it definitely when I was in my grandmother's house. It was on every evening for <laughs> yeah. those three straight weeks during the summer.
0: Boo-doo-doo. Doo-doo
1: doo. <laughs> R S
0: T L N E. One yeah. of my uh my favorite um parts of wheel of fortune is before and afters
1: yeah those because they're challenging right they're challenging
0: and they're also sometimes funny
1: it's hard to remember what before and after even means but
0: yeah it does so i'm going to give you one and it's okay it's it's sort of silly but uh this what what the phrase would be uh a little metallica for your walk-up music but you can't use these in pro baseball
1: a little Metallica for your walk-up music. So, heavy metal bats. Heavy metal bats. Was that Which, one? On, was that on Wheel of Fortune?
0: No, it's just my own. I made it up as a Good fantasy. I, it was a fantasy team name, and my my logo was uh, Batman thrashing on a guitar. <laughs> but anyway, this doesn't have anything to do with Batman. Although that <laughs> would be a that would be a third. You could do before and after and after.
1: Heavy metal Batman yeah
0: <laughs> anyway I well, I did always think it was funny that I think that's one thing about college baseball it's funny is that you're on the brink of going pro and they still use metal bats and I know it's probably because it keeps the game you know more runs more interesting it's a lot more fun to watch because of that the sound of yeah. the metal bat is kind of synonymous with college baseball to me
1: Tink. Tink.
0: <laughs> um, but some other funny before and afters which I don't have the phrases but I made note of some uh, Keith Urban Myth Yeah uh, A Cure for the Common Cold Cuts <laughs> uh, A Long Shot in the Dark uh, A Man on a Mission Statement
1: uh-huh.
0: And of course What does that one make you think of?
1: Jerry Maguire Ooh, I know
0: It's never easy when the episode ends but We appreciate you joining us another episode of the Clay band Podcast appreciate you finding a way to listen hope you have a good week Woo. we'll see you next time